Holy shit, yo. It's kind of wild right now. Uh, no. It's, I think, um, one of the reasons why we're here is because of Ryan McGurr. Mm -hmm. We talked about Ryan, we talked about Breck on this podcast before. Yeah. And he was one of our big mentors back in Toronto around public speaking and yeah. opening our minds to the possibility of psychedelics and seeing the world in a different way. Very interesting guy. Very. Very excitable. And very passionate. He loves to share the passion. And he loves monkeys. Oh, yeah, he has, like, the background. I'm pretty sure it's one of these monkeys that's his, his background. His Facebook profile picture is a monkey. They look like they're wearing yarmulkes. <laughs> uh, his Facebook profile picture is a monkey. Oh, my God. And I hadn't seen a single monkey in our entire trip. None in Mexico. None in Costa Rica. And then all of a sudden, when we got to El Patio that very first day, there was the demons. monkeys. Yeah, the howlers. Literally ever, sounds like demons. Yeah, the first time I ever saw howler monkeys was in um, Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica. And in Puerto Viejo, they were like, <laughs> but even, yeah, even honestly, more, even more. Yeah. Ian thought demons were coming. I remember, I remember the acid from, from the first couple scenes of, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and he's like, they get into the hotel, and he sees, starts seeing lizards everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lizards and the blood on the floor, and... You feeling the acid right now, or no? Definitely. Definitely? Yeah, definitely, like, very mildly, but feeling it nonetheless. Wow, they're really close to us. Holy shit. Look at those monkeys, They're man. just coming and hanging out. So, the, the podcast listeners got the first five minutes of us just being totally enamored by these, these monkeys and uh, I think we're going to be able to jump into the rest of the show. Man, what did we just come off of? Like, we, what were you there in total in Santa Fe? So four weeks or five weeks? Five or weeks. Five weeks. Something wow. like that. So beach town in Costa Rica. It's like not, not very hard to get to, but it's not easily accessible. Yeah. And they do a shuttle. And basically a ferry, all, and a shuttle. the vast majority of the population was just like mid twenties to mid thirties. Yep. People that were like travelers that had some semblance of disposable income. So mm. people were partying and there's probably some pent up partying from the pandemic and all sure. the quarantine. And people were really, really swinging for the fences. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Man, these monkeys. And yeah, they're getting close, bro. That, that one's little. This is the closest proximity I've been to a monkey since we started. Uh, the one thing that I did really notice about being in Santa Teresa is because there were so few locals. Yeah. Because the tourism was the primary driver of the population, it wasn't really Pura Vida. Like, no. in, in a way, like, we could try to emulate Pura Vida or we could try to, um, you know, make it part of who we are during that experience. But, like, it isn't going to be like it's going to be in Puerto Viejo. No. Is it more locals there? Yeah. Yeah, Puerto Viejo, Puerto Viejo is on the Caribbean, on the Caribbean, Caribbean side. coast. We get that coconut rice and chicken. I can't wait for the coconut rice and beans, man. Yeah, it's so gonna, delicious. Yeah, man. Although but, I am uh, excited for a casado after this. Yo, the casado is going to be great. Yeah, man. We just I haven't cooked a meal <laughs> in like, nice. I don't know, probably six weeks. Nice. I haven't cooked a meal in six weeks. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yo, these monkeys are edging in. Yo, they got... That reminds me that monkeys are going to throw a stone at I'm going to... Yeah, they're playing with rocks. Um, when we were living back in Toronto, we had a Alibaba's shawarma. Alibaba shawarma place near our house. And uh, how many times, how many days in a row, how many shawarmas do you think you ordered? Uh, I probably ordered, I probably ordered uh, a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, you had that, what, what was yeah, the DoorDash or Skip the Dishes? Skip the Dishes coupon code thing where it was like a glitch where it just like give you credits so you could eat food. Yeah, and it was like you were giving yourself a discount. And uh, you must have eaten, what, dozens, like, hundreds. maybe a hundred shawarmas. And it reminds me of just, like, when when Ian, and uh, we, we talked about this on the the uh, podcast for your birthday, and just, like, some of the things that I've learned from you, is, like, when you find something that works, you repeat successful actions. Like, back in Toronto, Ian, how many Domino's pizzas do you think you ate? How many a Domino's lot. Yeah, pizzas no, I do you mean, I definitely have a tendency to itch it until it bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> to scratch it until it bleeds. Yeah. Oh my God, look at them. Be, the goal would be to find a threshold between oh, wow. the, uh, apparently there's, it's called Aristotle's um, mean, which is in between the two extremes is where the 
where the truth lies. Can you say that again? Aristotle? Look at that little monkey on the back of that one monkey. Little baby monkey climbing up in the tree. Little mama monkey. So you said Aristotle? Yeah, Aristotle, ancient uh, Greek Macedonian philosopher. He was the personal philosopher of Alexander the Great. Cool. The great Macedonian king who conquered much of the known world before dying in his early 30s after conquering Persia and much of Asia and then having all of his generals after he died essentially divvy up all the different provinces and have like a all-out war for it. Oh my god. Yeah, they're, they're starting to surround us now. Are they dangerous? Or? I don't think so. Don't think so. They could be. Oh my god, god, look at that face. Is this going like to be, be a usable podcast? Is anyone going to be interested in this? Here? I don't know. I'm just a little distracted. You know, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we just wait till these guys pass by. Yeah, they're doing their... Well, the, the monkey's still on his back. I know, it's a baby monkey. Wow. Starting to surround us. So... Um, fortunately, I ate, I ate all the clementines. We don't have any nutrition in our bags. I don't think that's a concern. But, like, they're even still all the way back there. I think we should just jump in. Um, get into the get into the, the, the girthy thick of this podcast. Yeah. Um, we're in Montezuma right now. And we really, we looked at each other after this last weekend in Santa Teresa. Um, Mike Maluski was leaving. We had a couple other yeah. friends that had just left. And so we were really making the most of that last weekend, um, squeezing all of the juice possible out of that last weekend in Santa Teresa. Like you said, it was almost like the hero's journey coming full circle yeah. on that weekend, like getting closure, being complete. And uh, after doing that, like you really do need to collect yourself. You really do need to take the time to step back, just like uh, kind of get in back into solitude. Like you said, you like being a hermit every once in a while. Like yeah, Going back into hermit mode, reading some more books. Yeah, it's been, it's been like, a lot of wonderful activity but i need a i need a break from the the constant activity yeah. i need time to just process and more than anything just chill because when i'm always on the move then i don't appreciate being on the move yeah no i'm always chilling i don't appreciate chilling so i need to find a good marbled balance interwoven between the two with intervals of longer stretches of each and varying levels of intensity varying levels of social interaction and other different types of people yeah i saw you post that on your instagram it was a, a seneca quote yeah. where he was saying the the contrast between the solitude yeah you need to have the... a mix of the solitude and a crowd and they're both a remedy for each other as mm. the the solitude will make you appreciate the crowd and the crowd will make the you know take away the boredom of the solitude but you need to have you need to have both i mean they both act as essentially background context or background like the background for for the foreground of the one that you're currently experiencing yeah exactly otherwise it just gets blended in as this, yeah. this sameness yeah um and that's a huge challenge right now in the world because most of the people we've seen on this trip have been people that were just fed up and said you know fuck it i've had enough of this yeah i've had enough of the lockdowns, I've had enough of the oppression, I've had enough of being told what I can and can't do, and I'm gonna go out on my own, venture out, so yeah. that I could experience my nature again, which is to be with people. To, yeah. I think we were talking about this yesterday, like I hugged, I gave more hugs and hugged more yeah. in the last 30 days in being in Santa Teresa than I did in the entire year of being uh, in Toronto and kind of that, in kind of in that pandemic, um, you know, that, that says a lot. Um, it says we didn't hug enough when we were living at 2179 still, but just like the amount of social interaction was, uh, it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was very refreshing to see that. I mean, there was a point that Jonathan mentioned before where we were just all in a group and I think we had just done mushrooms and then we were all just hanging out, lounging in this hammock. Yeah, you were on the hammock. Open, open concept like compound type airbnb and we we're just all hanging out together which was just so, <laughs> so within funny. our nature and should be so regular but something that's so not been recently that's why i felt so primal for me because like kevin and i um yeah. kevin if you're listening to this podcast what's up baby miss you dude those are fun memories. We were just sitting on the floor at El Patio and we had my notebook open and this red pen that Princey gave me and we were literally just drawing straight lines and just oh, drawing yeah. lines. That was all we were doing. Yeah, just hanging And it out. was just like, and it just felt so good. I felt so present drawing lines. Yeah. And we looked at it afterwards and it was like legitimate art. Yeah. And now we're, 
out of what was a, a crazy party experience. It was cool in that the entire town, not, I shouldn't say the entire town, but a lot of people every night would watch the, the sunset yeah. on the beach and it was on the Pacific coast where, the, where you sunset. could see the sun dipping below the horizon. Every night. Every night, almost looking like it's falling inside of the water. Um, and we're on the opposite Getting south, so there's a sunrise now it. here, right? Because we're on the opposite, I think so, we're on, I think so. Yeah, right now we're yeah we're facing the same direction that we're going to be facing when we're in Puerto Viejo. So we're in the the region of Punta Arenas, which is uh, like a collection of the coastline here on the Pacific side. If you go further, you're in Guadalajara, Guadalupe. But we're going all the way to the Caribbean coast. So we're going to take a shuttle uh, tomorrow to San Jose, mm -hmm. and then we met a friend. Yep. In Santa Teresa, um, Cat. Yep. Yeah, we got a ride, so we're gonna go from Thank Main you, Cat. City in Costa Rica. Appreciate to it. Puerto Viejo. You don't want to spend more than one yeah. night in San Jose if we don't have to. Yeah. Um, Our original plan was that you were gonna find some glasses. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be them in Montezuma. Anyway, I don't we'll know. keep it directed to the stuff that might be interested to the people. Um, yeah. Hmm. The stuff that might be interesting to the people. I guess we should just start panning these monkeys again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the videos, oh, they really don't do it justice. I mean, we it see really a, doesn't. What looks like a, a mama monkey with a baby monkey on her back. And then we got a monkey that's Whoa. now 10 feet away, Check hopping from a tree. Yo, what right beside is Ian, up, right there. Peace in. episode 14 <laughs> till the end podcast yeah we're still i mean we're i i'm anyways i'm still a little shook from that weekend like needing a couple more eight hours of eight hours of sleep needing a couple more days of a uh, bunch of deep breathing and a bunch of meditation getting back into that routine getting back into that ritual i think i got a pretty deep seven hours last night actually nice nice yeah. dude that hammock setup so we're staying at this hostel in montezuma and uh, we have a, a porch, like a balcony. A big, it's a long balcony. It's a big, it's two sides. Uh, yeah, it looks like you can hang out with a bunch of like six or seven people yeah. there. And uh, one of the spots has two hammocks that are just hung up right side by side. And he and I were listening to Lane 8's spring mix. Lane 8, thank you for all that you do. Lane 8, thanks for bringing the goods. That guy's always up and hard and excited about making music. So uh, that was uh, super fun. And we were just reminiscing. You were sharing a lot of your you know, the philosophy and some of the, the learnings that you had over the last month. I found, um, you know, you're, you're so, you're so great at making people feel comfortable. You think? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Like, oh. think, like, think about, think about how many new people we met. Yeah. But like, we met new people, but it didn't feel like we had just met new people. Like, yeah. it felt like we could have been friends for a long time. Sure. And it helped a lot that we had a shared experience with Mike Maluski. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you had told me, and this like really connected with me last night, which made a lot of sense. Because <coughs> we talked about Joe Dispenza on this podcast before, and he talks about the quantum field and how there's like different versions of you that are playing out right now. Yeah. And we talked about wishing our past selves well. Yeah. And you said one of the things, um, that really connected you to Shay was like him telling you stories about his life or like him yeah. talking about his life. And so when someone shares a story, you're actually like getting an insight into where they were yeah. and who they were and what emotions they were feeling. And we've talked about wishing ourselves well, but when someone else tells you a story, you can actually wish them well too. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, touches in, I think music really brings about certain memories a lot of the things we were doing, it was uh, the one night, it was uh, Shay, Mike, and the other friend, uh, other friend Evan. And we were just going around explaining stories nice. of certain songs that meant something to us. Nice. And, then, and then playing it and listening to it together. Um, and then the concept, the, the philosophy on it is that music in general, like we're basically getting to create the soundtrack of our lives. So we're... Every day when we're walking around or doing work and we're listening to music and we're processing certain experiences, we're seeing it through the lens of creating this soundtrack for it. And then you can probably even think about uh, a song that you've kind of curtailed the meaning of the song to your own life, where if you really put a very examined eye, maybe some of the lyrics aren't exactly even what you're talking about per se, but you've kind of enmeshed and 
imbued meaning into the lyrics and the song and the, and the melody. To, Definitely the melody for the sure. The melody and like kind it of tries to create some sort of a feeling. Yeah, and that yeah, you're resonating like imprints, with. it's like a memory type thing. And anyway, with these, we often with music you can have like a, a song that means a lot to us, but it feels like a very personal experience where you might with no context play it for other people and they're not sure they're not going to connect with it on the same level that you because you've imbued it with yeah. so it's almost like an element of uh, a ceremonial magic where everyone comes together and then you can explain the context of why a song means so much to you and then afterwards listen to it and then they can hopefully get some sort of glimpse into um, the way in which you interpret that song and why it means so much Do you have a song that you're really excited about right now that you're listening to a lot? Uh, Ryan and Chill, that was Sultan and Shepard's song. Sultan and Shepard, the assassin. 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 We made a we made a playlist together. Um, Santa Teresa Part Two. It's funny because it's Santa Teresa Part Two, but really most of my most memorable experiences in Santa Teresa were at El Patio. Yeah. And you said that. Um, because uh, you were talking about telling these stories with uh, Evan and, and Mike, and that was when I went to San Jose for a week. I was getting some dental work done, and that is all done. And uh, I'd love to talk about, you know, kind of the things that I had learned from that experience. But uh, one of the things that happened while I was gone was that sharing of the stories, but the other thing that happened was El Patio fucking finale. Yeah, it was just, so it was just, as we were saying before, there was a big open concept, like, compound where there was... Um, so cool where they rented out like uh, a bunch of beds and there was our friend and his sister and his fiance and her sister's boyfriend and their friend's friend. Anyway, they very social people and they kind of met a lot of people while they were here for a month staying at this place. And then on the last night, they threw the second last night, they threw a big party on a Saturday and had probably come, like, close to 200 people I can't in there. That. Yeah, it was like close I to can't 200 believe that. people and they set up speakers and lights and DJ equipment. It was a lot of fun. It was crazy. And then we were wearing these sunglasses, these John Lennon-looking Chad Lennon glasses. Chad Lennon. And uh, went around the party and put the glasses on, like had like 20 to, 20 to 30 people wear the glasses and take photos in them. It was pretty funny. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw the first one with John Bang yeah. on your Instagram. And then I saw the next one with Emily, which is uh, his girlfriend. And then I thought to myself, that's that's funny. And I saw the third one. I'm like, what is happening right now? And then I saw the fourth and then the fifth. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like, after I saw the two, I was like, all right, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then when it was seven. That makes sense, though, because you got to dive deeper into the joke. Yeah, you got to go deeper into it. And then it's just like a way that everyone's included and it's fun. And True. then everyone gets like their second in the, in the their silhouette in the, in the spotlight for a moment. Um, with the attention on them and then it's like a collective mutual thing and then everyone can kind of bring their own interpretation onto it um. one of the things that we've talked about um, on the show before was actually some of the early episodes when we were still at 2179 yeah. was about um, kind of the sacrifices that we made to be able to make a trip like this possible yeah. um, you know living in a basement apartment saving a bunch of money and more than ever, I'm realizing that money doesn't matter to me at all. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not, it's really, I mean, I think people get weird with money and they start equating it, like, they get down the rabbit hole of, like, it doesn't exist at all. And there's an argument for that. But, I mean, it's a representation of resources. And you need resources to do the things you want. But you probably don't need as much as you think is, I think, what we're getting at. I mean, especially when people clog up all their expenses with things they really don't want, and then they have to keep working, which is doing something oftentimes they don't want to do, to continue the, the, at the clip of the things that they've been doing, but they're overspending, seemingly, on things that they don't need to. Yeah, like virtually all of the places that we've stayed at at this point have been hostels, and um, you can kind of leverage the fact that the hostel has a lot of resources, yeah. and so they set up a really yeah. beautiful spot. Like as an example, all the Salinas that we've been to have been beautiful. Yeah. And it's just like this dope area, this dope pool. Um, you know, we only have to pay 20 bucks a night or 15 bucks a night and we get all of, the, yeah. all of these accommodations, all of this um, situation. And so I'm just realizing as we're going through this trip, like I really do, don't need as much 
money as I thought I needed to to do this stuff. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I've been thinking about is just using it as a tool to appreciate. Like if I'm going, uh, if I'm going to the grocery store and I'm going to buy, um, you know, an orange, I could buy three oranges because I'm going to see someone in a minute and I can appreciate them with that orange. It's just a tool for appreciation. Sure. Like you were saying, it's just a resource. Yeah. It's like you but were saying. You're, the context you're, on appreciation. I think out of context, appreciation means something else. You think so? I think so. What do you mean by? No, I just mean like explain your context of the word. It's not that don't use it. I'm just saying explain the context. Yeah. Because um, because most like the connotation of appreciation is gonna mean like the definition, and you mean it in a which is great. I'm not saying don't use it, but explain explain the the context. It's like explaining the story so you know what what I mean by. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it's that complicated. It's just no. like using the money as a tool to appreciate people. Yeah. yeah. And like the. Um, you know the fact that I didn't have to set up the restaurant or order order any of the staff. If it goes back to Ian saying he hasn't he hasn't cooked a meal in yeah six weeks. In six, no, should we should we spark up the joint? Yeah, yeah. What we, are we talking sure. about? Yeah, we what haven't. Are we, um, who are we? Dude? We have we um. I broke through with weed at at uh, in Santa Teresa. I broke. Guys, getting weed. antsy over there. So just we fucking ha- waiting for this. Not even that. For this marijuana. Just, we did a we did a we did a podcast earlier with one of our uh, with one of our old roommates, Bo. And I had smoked weed right before it, and I got so in my head that I mean I think that, we would have we would have ended up like posting it, but then I got my phone my laptop stolen. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna. But with weed, I in the past it's kind of made me get in my head, but then I realized that I can just not. <laughs> yeah. I just break break through on the on the weed and. I think, I mean, I think there's like um, a thinking about thinking process that comes to it. So it gets to a point where it's so much with the, with the thinking where you just have to completely let it go. Oh, yeah, so you got into it already? <laughs> pardon? Oh, God. Well, I rolled it this no, morning. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I had to test the, dude, I had to, I had to, I had to test. Test I had to sure. test. That was um. Smoked last night. We're reading. Uh, <laughs> we're reading. Fear and loathing. A fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I grabbed it for Ian. I don't know. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it used to be my brother's favorite movie. My brother's favorite book. And uh, Elric, one of the guys we were staying at, when, staying with when we were at El Patio, it was definitely inspired him in his life. Yeah. But just um, take a little. Take a little. Just so hilarious. This is, this is the back of the of the book. It says, "We had two bags of grass, seventy-five pellets of mescaline." Five sheets of high-powered blotter acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, and a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, <laughs> screamers, laughers, also a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case of Budweiser, a pint of raw ether, and two dozen amos. But the only thing that worried me was the ether. The ether. There is nothing in the world more helpless <laughs> and irresponsible than a man in the depths of an ether binge. Uh, that's funny. So and that's <laughs> taken from like one of the very first pages of this book. And, uh, and then like one of the next lines is like, but we're going to get into ether very quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, basically it's these two dudes. Sounds familiar. Raul Duke and Dr. Gonzo. That are just traveling and doing drugs. So it's, it's not too off track. Yeah. I think one of my favorite lines was that, that first book where it's like, um, they were getting like, they were getting, they were totally dismantling themselves. They were on like acid and ether. Do you know what amyls are? Do you know what that is? I never looked at it. It's apparently it's something you like snored at like for i don't fucking know it they got amos they're in a, um, they're in a whole they were, level. they were talking about how like when you're when they were doing the mescaline and they were doing the ether they needed the uppers of the amyl to keep them going it's just funny how they had like a specific cocktail like they had to concoct it in a way that made it doable like you can't smoke and it keeps keeps coming out yeah. um but it was just funny because like they were getting so messed up but the reason that they were doing this because is he was going to las vegas to write a story yeah. about some massive yeah. race that was happening. Yeah. So when was, I originally read it, I didn't journalist. realize that it was actually just like his Doctor of journalist. I thought it was like a like a novel. Mm. And they might in some way slap novel on there from a legal perspective. But like it's definitely his real story. <laughs> it's definitely his real story of his Tim not sleeping for days and they're going and doing drugs and they they have uh Kind of they get like... this hitchhiker in the back. <laughs> this hitchhiker in the back, and they start like explaining it to him. Toby McGuire, and they're in the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, "You want a beer?" And the guy's like, uh, "No." And he's like, "You want ether?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Never mind." Never mind. It's funny. 
And then like minutes later, the kid ends up jumping out of the place. Yeah, we'll save the rest for the Casado. See? Yeah. And um, don't, the key is, is like, don't forget the primary objective. That's the, the primary objective. Now, what is the primary objective? Well, that's primarily an objective for you to determine. Totally. First off. Everyone's going to live their life. Yeah. In the way that makes sense for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based off where they're at. Yeah. Like people, people keep saying, like, especially, um, like, men on our men's team who maybe have families right now, and they're, like, living vicariously through us. Or as an example, like, my sister has three dogs now and a boyfriend, just bought a house. And, like, so, like, me even inviting them is a little bit insensitive because just, like, the timing actually doesn't make sense. They've chosen a specific path. So, yeah, yeah. listening to this, you're somewhere in your life. Yeah, I've chosen so, open paths. Yeah. I've chosen, I've chosen to stand in the middle and have unlimited doors to walk through. Yeah, man. I mean, th I think there's a time for that. I just think there's people that commit to a path limited, after so much seeing like maybe two or three paths. Limited information. They see a handful of paths and they're like, well, I mean, yeah, you can be happy with anything, but I personally choose freedom and all its limitations. And we're only 26 and 25. Yeah, so like it really takes no... like uh, the the prefrontal cortex, which is like analytical thinking, rational thinking, decision it's making. Itself up now. It literally is ju like just. So we're just about to get clear headed. Just coming together. Past the ether. Just coming. Yeah. Past the mescaline. Yeah, and uh, and that's why it's like it's wild how much pressure we put our put ourselves through in high school. And then in university, and then even in the Figure first couple of years you, of working, no like we need know. to know. I had just did a podcast with a friend, Jesse Heyman, and he's like in his mid thirties. He's at a, um, you know, he works for one of Canada's number one charities. He's a vice yeah. president of the company, and he's still saying to himself, like, I really have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just figuring it out. Like, as I go, I just want to like go back to like when I'm 16 and I had my first job interview, and they're like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, shut. I should be like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. Anyone, if you're a 16-year-old and you know what where you want to be in five years, you don't. <laughs> Same thing, I mean, just in general. Like, I think there's people trying to make really long-term plans on such limited information and such a short-sighted view on a long-term understanding to lock yourself into, like, why are you trying to predict how you're going to feel in 10 years? doesn't make any sense right now. Not, sure. I think there's a point at which you plateau. Yeah. Your, your your transformative years have started to plateau and you've tried a lot of the things you'd like and you've made a decision to reject other things and focus on a couple different areas. And then at that point, you're going to stay there and, you'll, and you kind of have an idea of where it's going because you're happy about what you're working towards. Mm -hmm. But I think there's, I think it's just such an affliction. I mean, a, part, a lot of it stems out of resourceful scarcity where you've always been working or just trying to get get by and then it's just a get by mindset instead of like what i can do that seems to be hammered into us though to just get by mindset yeah. early on like well i mean I, to be fair i mean that's like the history of like humanity a, yeah, is just hang on yeah, like, most people like, did not yeah just do great very well scraping by by the skinnier teeth just, yeah, hold, yeah. just holding on on the edge yeah right like um we were hanging out with these uh two young costa rican brothers who we met at our hostel yeah. and he was, they were just saying you know in costa rica it's like um, most people are living paycheck to paycheck and it's like in canada yeah. life is very similar life is very similar like a lot of people that got those stimulus checks in the yeah. in the summer last year like that was like keeping them afloat and so how do you get out of that i guess that's the point is like how do you get out of I, it sounds like faith is kind of the way out but it's like how do you get out of um that living paycheck to paycheck instead of doing the things that you want and i'm just doing this because it's a means to an end i need to get yeah. i need to pay my bills i mean you need, to break, to, you bills, need to break bro. out of the i mean if you lived your life in a hallway a lit hallway and that's all you can see so you need to actively force your neck which would be unnatural to a different position to see somewhere else um because we can get so caught in our experience that we we're not even front of mind aware of things happening far away it reminds me of uh, sam harris he read a he wrote a book called the end of faith and he was talking about morality and that about how technological communication and being able to see and communicate with places really far away has superseded has gone past our physiological oh, level of actually conceptualizing that thing is out there like, so it's like shit, before man. costa rica like, like we're gonna be able to costa rica but now i'm actually YouTube. in costa rica yeah. and before it was just literally an abstract concept in the same way that narnia 
is an abstract concept. Like Costa Rica yeah, is about as be, real this, as Narnia. Dude, those monkeys. Yeah. Those monkeys just walked by us. Yeah. It's just as good as Narnia, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just and as it's good. Exactly. And it's just like... It's just as fantastical. You don't... This whole thing. And then it, it's kind of like... Um, to go see something new and you think you're going to see more, but by seeing more, you've actually now realized you've seen less. Because before you had such a limited yeah. things that you'd seen, you. but because you'd only seen them, you, you thought, no, it's like you thought they were everything. Yeah. So then when you go everywhere That's else, it, recon it recontextualizes your whole processing of, of uh, like your world when you're like, like think about when you grew up in Newmarket and Bradford, which are small towns in Ontario, Canada. And then you, and then it just seems like this giant expanse. And then as you move to Toronto, you're like, wow, it's really small. And then as we leave and go to different places, we're like, oh wow, Canada. Yeah, we fly, such a we fly small. over Mexico City, yeah. and we're just gobsmacked. Well, I mean, think about it. It like, just keeps going. If everyone you Mexico know is City from a certain just keeps country, going. If everyone you know is from a, a certain country, then like you just think that's like a bigger dude. Because it is, it is a bigger part of your world. But then you go talk to other people, and you're you're in a group of twenty people, and there's like outside of you and your same nationality friend there's like maybe one or two sometimes and then you're like oh shit it's actually like even though we are disproportionately high in traveling here yeah. by our country it's still such a disproportionately low part of the entire world so it's literally getting a different perspective just today alone just today alone we met people from the u.s yeah. people from costa rica UK. people from chile people from the uk a man that grew up in bogota i should have got his phone number american um we're going to be in Colombia next. Yo, I am, of everything we've done, that is what I'm most fired up about. Yeah? Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I just, sick, like, I think it's going to be great, but like, like here, and it's been better than I could have imagined, I just don't really have, I, I've been, I've just had no expectations, so I'm like, based on, I was like trying to conceptualize like what it's going to be like, and then I realized I do not have the variables to make any type of accurate yeah. prediction. You can definitely make some phone calls though and say, hey, what's it like in Colombia? Yeah. Or you could definitely go on Google Maps and be like, where would be a couple places that I would want to see? Yeah, and you no, could kind of build that picture for yourself. Will it ever be no, exactly but I just mean, that? It's like, no way. I just it mean, couldn't be. What's, Everything's going to be. There's no need to build the picture, though. It's like, make, I'm not, so make the plans. Uh-huh. Make the plans and then go do them. But the, the expectations are necessary. Oh, okay. Well, we're talking, That's about, all I talking about different things. Because yeah. it's like, well, based off of meeting these people, like, I know that Bogota is not something where I want to go. Yeah. It's not the type of experience that it's not the type of experience that I'm looking for. Just yeah. based off the way it was explained to me. So like having that that local, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, we have friends now. Eleanor has some friends in in uh, Columbia right now. So like hearing about how excited they are for their trip is uh, is exciting to me. Yeah, all. it's gonna be exciting just as we get friends like so many different places around the world, and then then you can vouch for someone and they can vouch for you and then just the doors that opens up which is something we've been yeah. talking about a lot yeah. in Landmark uh, one of the concepts it's a personal development program we've talked about it on this uh, show before um, a bunch of the friends that we were hanging out with in Santa Teresa have been through Landmark and done their, their oh, yeah. curriculum for living and so it's it's fun to see how we're meeting up with the yeah. people that are like minded that are yeah. um, created possibility and then yeah. lived into it rather than the way that things have always been how their life has always gone and living in that conditioned past but instead in like creating possibility like we can create the possibility of going to Colombia or we can create the possibility of going from um, France to Spain and doing the Camino de Santiago in the summer yeah. we're like using this like what is the like I'm thinking for myself like what's the purpose of the show it's to create possibility and then fucking make it happen yeah man like um, we've talked we've talked a lot about uh, having in Santa Teresa We've talked a lot with that group about real estate opportunities and um, setting up somewhere that three months of the year, four months yeah. of the year, we could go hang out, we could live there. And these are sh shared resources that the, the community, that's what we're talking about. It's like too, right? Like all the, different, all the different investments. People are really into that stuff. Yeah, they're fired up, fired up about it over here. Yeah. So just like living into those possibilities, like how cool would it be to have um, somewhere where we could come to whenever we wanted to like in San Teresa, like knowing how cool of a place it is to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the key is like I could only have so much purchasing power myself, but when Streka is involved, when like a higher entity is involved where there's shared resources yeah. and we can pool those resources, we could um it's like it's where the gestalt comes in. It's like we're better together as a team. Yeah. We're stronger together as a team. And yeah, these man. possibilities can actually exist and be possible and we could totally realize them. 
right. when we talk about um, you know uh, communication style that works to build a relationship where there's integrity and trust and honor and we like there's a lot of people from San Francisco that I would say I trust and yeah. trust sure. and would, would uh, work with yeah. and want to want to have more shared experiences together yeah and then it's like everyone doing different things too totally yeah and like coming together and I mean that's why you said better together it's does it make sense if one person, like we had a friend in Santa Teresa who's uh, uh, really like a professional chef and he likes yeah. cooking a lot. John Bang. And he w- we, one night we had a dinner where like Thank everyone you, pitched on the money for the food, but then he so cooked good. it for everyone and uh, other, you know, other people did different things. And it's like, if there's someone that's really good at cooking and they enjoy it, then it doesn't make sense for me to be the one cooking for that group if there's something that else that everyone could get contributed to by that I can do and I like and then it's just everyone finding that it's like yeah and if you want to help them with some of the spices like go for it yeah yeah, like. yeah 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 of course, of course. <laughs> I don't want you putting anything in an oven man me in an oven no, I don't want you putting anything in an oven dude. I'm a good cook though. I'd make when I eat oh man put Hitler though put Hitler put Hitler dude oh dude put Hitler's putting <laughs> puts in the ovens for I, sure I totally forget that was that, so funny. Man. I forget that, that joke. It was tip of the spear at the time, man. Definitely. It was tip of the spear at the time. Yeah. I never I actually made it into uh, a... Oh, yeah. We didn't, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. And we had music blaring. Dude, the music was so loud. <laughs> when I rewatched that, I was like, shit. Really? That being said, I did upload them to the drive so they are saved. It was definitely Hunter S. Thompson's. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Um, um, one of the, the last things that I'm interested in verbalizing on this show is something that we floated and discussed and I want to make an agreement around is the we when we started I remember sitting at the headquarters 2179 Dundas Street West in the basement I was on the stairs and Ian I don't know how we ended up fitting that chair yeah. it had uh, wheels and it was a big like desk chair black chair Ian was sitting on the the desk chair and we were talking about this trip we we're talking about the podcast specifically and made an agreement to do one show per week and I don't know if it was till the end of April, was it? Like for the 26 weeks or whatever it was? Or we were supposed to have 26 episodes? I mean, I'd say what we can still do is we, and we're not at 26 weeks. So we can figure out how many weeks. We, I mean, I guess this is what, 13? So we're yeah, halfway 13. through. Y'all so are yeah, 13 halfway. or 14. So we got to do 13 in the next. in here. This is fun. We need to do 13 in the next like two months or whatever. So it's just like a matter of like, we'll just do that for the sake of doing it. So you just gotta make it up I yeah think yeah hard. i think we've discussed this before which is like make a commitment that works for both of us and yeah. that we're that like because the whole point of commitment is that um you do it even when the feeling isn't there yeah and then therefore it's like also then not getting so excited in a certain feeling that you're not making decisions on how you on based on how you are feeling most of the time so it's really I mean, if you're failing on every, on all, every goal of your, what you're trying to do every day, then you're making the wrong goals. Because it's way, obviously it's too hard. You got to find the balance where sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, like Alan Watts said, like a game, like chess, you, you, the ideal ratio of winning to losing would be like two to one. So it's like... Yeah, you just, you just get enough enough wins under your belt where it stays it doesn't you're not demoralized you yeah can and still you're make, still pushing you're still it and challenging progress. yourself but i mean if you're failing on like you have a goal to do something a daily discipline and you fail on it 90 percent, then your goal is too high yeah i remember uh, david data's book um way of the superior man one of the main principles is to find your edge and live at it yeah. so i think that you know like what's the edge for us because it yeah. do you think we can make a week once a week happen yeah, on a friday after so. friday evening yeah Friday evening, and we'll, we'll, and we'll we recap the week, and like it's like so much stuff happened in Santa Teresa that trying to div- like think of the one individual thing I want to talk about right now is like from such a breadth of experience, and I, I think when we do the week, it makes the more digestible chunks. Yeah, I agree. And actually, even gives me an opportunity to share the experience, which kind of um, reinforces the memory as something that I can share. Yep. And tell, talk about. Yeah, I agree. And then so we'll do it weekly, and then we got to do a couple to to make up. So even if it comes down to like. The last week and we're four off and we just have to do podcast photos now true you know what i mean yeah we do a seven we could do and, a, a seven and hour and show and like so it's not just like regurgitate we just make a theme for each one yeah you can make a theme any point like we, like the guy that we met at the lost boys Blueberry who said he, yeah theme. he had uh 
a, a theme for every day. Fun. He's like, today's Blueberry Day. That was fun. Yeah. He's like, he looked like Very a... Very eccentric, hippie-ish. Yeah, he looked like, high to me. Oh, he's definitely <laughs> he was high on something. But uh, I did high. like that idea. And uh, every time I saw him, his glasses were so... Like, really nice sunglasses. Um, but yeah, Blueberry Day. We could do a theme for the podcast. Like... Armin Van Buren did a seven-hour set. You know, oh, yeah, showing yeah, me some yeah. of the drops of so set. Like, do, yeah, so we can just do a seven-hour. Like if we need to do, to do a seven-hour set, yeah. At one point, we have to do a six-hour set. Just talk, talk that goodish. Yeah. We might we we like, get, you can like even have good... like a friend call in once every hour and like do oh, a fucking yeah, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. different iteration. Oh yeah, because like, it'd be a Zoom call and you yeah, just invite just, like, different people get somebody to jump in. I'll be down for that. I wonder. Do you think? Do you remember Amy and Anson's app that they made? Yeah, it's like video a party. Chats. Yeah, it was, I, I don't wonder if they still do that because that's actually such a great idea. Because I remember, like the the fact that, that it was basically like Zoom meeting, but you could have different rooms, so you could talk in a big group or you could go talk one on one, make or your talk own group three or four for a people. private session, see who jumps in. And one of the cool features I found it like a party. It's like a party in your yeah. different rooms. They could you could actually slightly hear the the volume and the conversation Whatever's from the other rooms the so it was like a party in that you could True. hear all the voices but at different There's like some chatter at the different yeah, just, uh, volumes like yeah. it would be just at a slowly muted it a bit yeah uh, yeah that's a great it's a i think it's a great concept the reason i brought it up is like doing like the um, just meetups and story shares and like staying connected to people and I'm, I'm like looking at my list of all the people I want to call and people I want to talk to and it's just like wow there's like dozens of people on there we could just invite them all to one one room yeah hang true. out invite them to one room hang out and then like it just all keeps possibility alive and keeps the relationship together and like everyone um, one of the things I was saying to uh, Harvey our captain for our men's team this morning was anytime a new person joins or one person leaves like if the the environment, the ecosystem, we've been talking about this a lot, the ecosystem even slightly changes, it's a completely nuanced experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just like the collective consciousness that's that's experiencing that dynamic. Like every time we add a different person to the show, it completely... Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different vibe. Completely changes the vibe. Yeah. And uh, I think that's fun, man. Yeah, man. I think trying to get that going as much as possible. It'll be nice to have a couple of days kind of to ourselves here and then... Yeah get to Puerto Viejo like Puerto Viejo is literally just like anything could happen yeah yo the one thing that's definitely happening is I'm gonna eat some cacao and Ian is gonna eat plenty of uh, coconut we eat a lot of chicken coconut uh, rice and beans a lot of chicken um, this is fun man yeah, man yeah yeah and because I mean we can do like because we have so many stories from Santa Teresa and we only did one on after our first week or whatever I mean we can just we can do because we got to make up episodes anyway. We can do some in the next, like over the, like in the night before a week, for example. Yeah. Every couple of days for now. And then, Sounds uh, good to me. And we can fill in the stories that we remember. We can write down a couple, like the uh, kind of talking points. So then we can kind of go through different stories if you wanted to make sure that you got one. Any lessons you learned, that kind of stuff. Down it's like that. an open. Because it's like a podcast. This is like more just masterminding like open, with ourselves. Yeah, it's like a. It's more of a mastermind than a podcast. Like. I mean, it'll be like podcast, but then we'll be talking about certain things as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the just one last thought on that idea is uh, we talked, we spent, it's funny how like last night could have been the podcast, you know what I mean? Where yeah. we were just like shooting the shit and recapping what happened in Santa Teresa, just Ian and I just chilling on the hammocks. Um, you know, I think you grew a lot, like in a very positive way yeah. over the course of the last month. Like we were just sharing that together last night where Ian was mentioning that he really feel like he like he grew and he transformed yeah. and it was the hero's journey all in that experience. And like Very when I so. when I think about uh, the man you're becoming and what that experience, um, you know, how it's treated you, I mean, like you it, it couldn't have, I mean, all, all the ups and downs included. No, I mean, that was the thing that got the, um, like near, like near the thing is near where the understanding is is the deepest sense of misunderstanding like that is where the tip of the spear for not just like holistically but for your own personal consciousness the tip of the spear something new is surrounded by a lot of unknown and a lot of, so like the comfortability is most starkly felt right near the uncomfortability it's the edge thing yeah Ian and I have been talking a lot about like creating order and chaos and how this yeah. trip and traveling and keep moving from spot to spot like forces you to learn how to do that for yourself yeah. and it seems like one of the ones that you need to do most often and that is the most helpful is just like creating order is you choosing your context yeah like what you were you've been saying over the last couple of days like if you 
say tr something about truth if you say it the right way. Or yeah, it's Terrence McKenna. It's like Terrence whatever McKenna. You, whatever you think is, uh, whatever you think is true is is you if you know how to say it the, say right, it the right, right way. Something like that. Yeah, if you learn how to say it the right way. And it's, it's, I mean, it's like it's the just, story you're telling yourself about, is either, it was, This is what we were talking about last night about like really enjoying yourself and that it's actually in the best interest of everyone for you to thoroughly enjoy yourself. Yeah. Because when you thoroughly enjoy yourself and you feel good, um, then other people are going to take notice yeah. and they're going to want a piece of that. Like, yeah. like success leaves clues, both intentionally and unintentionally. I agree, man. Yeah. I agree. I think it just it depends on the way you approach it. Because like thoroughly enjoying yourself could also be like very selfish, but it could also be very uh, generous. It could, right? Like it could be greedy. Like it could be yeah. like mine, 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 me, me, me. I want what's best for me. Or it could just be like, or it could just be like, yeah. as long as it's not, it's not. I guess it's not as long, it's not hurting anybody. As yeah. long as it's not making anyone's life worse. I guess my worse. point is like that. It, we I think people get too short sighted on like what is best for the world might not be you doing anything directly best for the world for five years like it might but it might not I'm just saying like that's maybe because maybe the wisdom that you need to acquire that you're getting pulled towards and that's going to help people goes off the regular course mm. so it's not always I don't think point A to point B is necessarily always the way contribution happens mm. I think there's so much pressure on people to jump right to the thing. And it's just, it's to me, it doesn't make sense because it, this is where it's the running the leg of the race. It's like the helping people comes in many different ways. And it isn't, we don't need everyone feeding the hungry and like the one, everyone, we don't need every person solving cancer. We don't need every person doing this. But you know what? The people that have cancer, they need food. So they need different people to do that. They also need to be entertained. So I think it's just, that's why I think following your bliss and wherever I couldn't agree more yeah because it, it, you're contributing to you don't need to be the, the, the like you're one of the dominoes you don't need to be the domino you don't need to be the first domino yeah. like there's so yeah, many what I'm saying is like a, a baby is enjoying himself in the sense that he's sucking on the tit and getting yeah. as much out of it as possible yeah. and it's like but it's also you can you can do it in a like a respectful responsible generous way that you're appreciating everybody for their contribution as well it's like it's important to enjoy yourself but then it's also like what are other people enjoying? Yeah. Right? And, and uh, acknowledging them for that and appreciating them for that and making them feel like what they're doing is actually making yeah. a difference because it does. It's I, like I, selfishly taking versus like, I guess that, that back to that, that is like, if you're really enjoying yourself, why wouldn't you want to appreciate? Well, the, I think what I'm saying is by you enjoying yourself, you are appreciating it. That is appreciating it. It's like we're almost like where everyone's getting so close to the finish line that I like almost got the thing and now they automatically start to have to fucking, fucking make sure that everyone agrees. Or like, I don't know, there's just like, I just, I always think that there's just, I think like they just like hang in there a little bit longer. Like there's more. Yeah, man. I keep, I just say, mean I like keep saying to myself, all I need is a couple more repetitions. Uh, no, I'm just saying. A couple so, more years, a couple more. I'm, yeah, but it's just like by being your, like, he who chases many hairs catches none and I think yeah. there's like a, a ratio and like a balance but it's like splitting up 50% on yourself and 50% on the world is gonna stop you from being yeah. your best self which is the best thing for the world yeah so yeah, I think we're just we're standing in different places it's what it seems like to me because I'm, I'm not saying don't do things you don't enjoy yeah. I'm saying the way that who you're being in that process is like how what are you contributing in the in the being is it yeah. like I'm taking or is it? No, but th that's what I'm saying. It's like, what are you contributing in the being? It's like the being is the contribution. Like, mm -hmm. that's my point. Mm -hmm. Like, what, there's nothing, there's this, still this compulsion of like, it's like not trusting that if you just take care of yourself first and you get to that end, that of course you're then going to be able, like, it's going to, you know, if you don't, like, yeah. there's too much short-sightedness yeah. of contribution. In yeah, general, it's definitely not an and or. No, it's not. Yeah, It's yeah. not an and or. It's not black or white. It's in the gray. And it's just, uh, but I agree, though. Like, being delighted is how are you going to delight anybody else? Yeah. Right? How are you going to delight someone if you're not essentially, Alan Watts says, delighted yourself? Meet someone. First. They're like, hey, how's it going? They're good. It's like, what? This fucking kid's starting right now. Why are you enjoying yourself? Yeah. Alan Watts talked about that, or I think it might have been Ram Das, where it's like, you know, there's, you know, how can you be happy when you know there's, there's no children, way. there's babies dying right now? And then it's just like, okay, so... But then what world are we sad about not letting this baby into? A world where no one's happy? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I'm in the middle of eating a meal and it's like, well, you can't enjoy that. Yeah. It's, Some it's, people are starving. Yeah. How you can enjoy that meal if someone's that's starving? That's not how it works. <laughs> you need to that to then take How over. will I ever be able to go out and contribute and, and, and what add, I, and add the, anything? But like, this I'm is what I'm saying. Taking. When, if I, like, this is why, like, enjoying, if I enjoy myself to the most like I can and, and with the knowledge that I'm going to take that and then, like, it's going to br branch out, like, some you someone seeing someone else enjoying themselves is like one of the most fucking powerful things you can ever see seeing someone who's like extremely excited about some like thing it's so empowering because you're realizing oh you actually you can just feel good and you don't need much food. so some it's people, like living some people might have that internal dialogue with yeah. themselves and a lot of other people would be um, pressed up against that and confronted by it and run away in the other opposite direction because they don't want to see that that's how they can do that. That's how it's possible to live your life that way. Yeah, and I've had that. This is actually a lot of fuck you. Something like, we've talked about that. before is like, you know, like uh, Ian, uh, obviously there's lots of improvements on communication style, but there's times when I'm talking about certain things where they're like, well, when you say that, like it's triggering or confronting or it, it kind of builds up a wall or something. It's like, yeah, maybe that's the point. You know what I mean? Like maybe, and not trying to micromanage the, the perfect way to communicate like maybe they need the art form of a certain communication is to reveal to actually reveal an innocuous trigger that just makes them become something they they're really not like they yeah. just caught consumed in this yeah. this thought and then you. they can they like you get slapped into the awakening by seeing something so like it's it's literally curating a contrast of emotion yeah it reminds me of uh, Eckhart Tolle yeah. and Eckhart Tolle talking about how we build our ego and how we build our identity, how we identify with our nationality yeah. and our age and where we grew up in and these yeah. experiences we had and these problems we had. And then every time you identify with something else, it creates the mass like tighter yeah. and stronger and the ego stronger. And it's when, you, when you're communicating something that's a different view than somebody else that doesn't identify with them, then that's where the wall comes up. Yeah. But that's what you're saying is like, that's perfect. Now we can pay attention to where. Now the, we know what wall we can to pay attention down. to comp, uh, where we need to look at. Yeah, where and we need to pay attention to. I mean, it's just like a. It's also another technique of, like, raising the emotion and, and picking, if you will, at certain points that is going to like create this like emotional like uh, reaction. It's it's like a it's like a way of prose. Like it's like a way of magic. It's like in 1984 when the guy's getting tortured. And he has him on this machine where it's a dial of severity of pain. And he starts off with like 30 and it's like in, in excruciating pain. And then he goes to like 50 and it's Couldn't like, oh my God, that. it's like Talk seven. About his spine yeah. bending, like, yeah, feeling just like, like it was cracking and popping. And then he did 70 and it was just like blinding light pain. And then there's this little lull and he thinks he's going to get out of it. But it's like, we need to go to the next level now. Put the machine to 3000. And it was just like, holy shit. And like, I wouldn't say that feeling was necessarily like good, but that was how you communicate um, a certain thing. That's why I think like the watering down of certain language, especially with like descriptives, when I think the overuse of euphemisms, where a euphemism is like making something sound like very like lighter than it is. Like George Carlin, a comedian always talked about like, always saying that people like pat they nobody dies anymore they pass away <laughs> and it, it, it's like this um we just want to we want to keep everything in the romantic we want to keep the box and the bow on everyone mm -hmm. we don't like we want to keep the G cgi on we don't want to look uh look and so thereby well, yeah the truth is is that sometimes the world is painful and yeah. dangerous and dark and a lot of, there's a lot of chaos like we were talking about like there's always going to be something happening in the world like, there's, al there's always going to be some crisis yeah. there's always going to be some cause yeah I just think even all of this stems from like where we're like to what extent should you, it's like there's this even a like a, a first getting to first principles because we're even arguing on the base of a premise that you need to be doing something like that's what like we're we're bickering about like the best way to go about doing something on but on that premise who sold us on that premise i'm not saying don't do anything i'm just like have we actually thought about that before we before we fucking like hurt ourselves trying to figure out what's thing to do because we know we got to do something because it's like you don't have to do anything now what I, now the pressure's off and you can fucking open your eyes instead of 
Imagine trying to look at this forest when you have a fucking nail jabbed into your thigh and it's burning. The, all your attention is there. You can't see it. But imagine if that paint, like that, that is as uh, an illusion as you need to be doing something. And when you're under the premise that you have a fucking nail in your thigh, it's hard to look around and see that what you actually want to do. You might look around in panic. Yeah. <laughs> you might look around in panic. You might be looking around gasping for air. Yeah. Well, everything's going to be seen through the lens of I'm in pain, like the nail, but in terms of this, through the lens of I have to be doing something. So when you're looking at everything, you're looking at doing something instead of seeing it just for what it is. And then it's like a block. And then it's like the best, uh, uh, Jim Rohn talks about figuring out the way things work. Well, wouldn't you think one of the ways to figure out the way things work is to see, see things for what they are as opposed to the lens of this, I, this bursting thing that I have to do. And it's like when then when you take the, and that's why I'm saying contribution. So to figure out, to help, you need to figure out the way things work. Well, to figure out the way things work and you're focusing on the way things work, you might not be implementing yet because you don't even know what the fuck to do yet. So it's like now, it's like doing, it's like go figure out the variables of the way things work before we start implementing, trying to make something work. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about, because um, we talked about thinking about hitting the nail mm -hmm. instead of hitting the nail. Yeah. You said block. Yeah. Right? One of the things you talked about was like smoking weed. There was like a, like a process in between the words actually coming out where yeah. you were wondering like, what do I actually say? And so yeah. there becomes that, that gap. It's like, how does that come into play here um, for people trying to find out what they should be doing and feeling like they actually need to be doing something and that gets in the way of them actually just being here? It's like, think, like thinking that there's something you should be doing. It's like the decision to make meaning and imbue it is thus what created it. Now you can live in that and do it. But like, mate, I, I don't, I just think we're so caught up where our first principles are wrong. Like right from the outset, like the decision tree and you got to get somewhere and you think that south is east. And how the hell are you going to get there? Oh, shush, shush. I don't need to figure out the way things are. I got to start. I got to do the thing. I got to get there. It's like, you're going the wrong way because you literally don't have the right lens to make a legitimate option on what yeah. you should be doing. It's like you don't even have a compass. It's like, yeah. how do you even know yeah. where on the map you need to Go get up. a compass and a yeah. map before you start going there. Yeah. yeah. In... Uh, with that in mind, getting a compass, getting a map. Um, we're also we're also baking our own pie. We're putting, we're accumulating some ingredients right now. We're finding, trying to put together the best pie possible. And actually, um, what I'm talking, I think so I'm this, excited about that. This is where it kind of goes in, in in terms of like for different things because I think it's re recognizing what your role is and trusting. Like I wrote that faith is um, trusting that following your bliss is going to take you where you need to go. Um, so what I'm talking passionate, maybe that only applies to me and some other people who are trying to focus my bliss is in this very certain area. And because it seems like it's not directly contributing in certain ways that other people think, they keep fucking telling me I'm like, they're basically blaming me for being like hedonistic and indulgent as if I'm not fucking working on my piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it's like recognizing that other people don't need to go down. Their bliss isn't going that deep down the rabbit hole that I'm going in certain areas. And they are, they do have, they found out their leg of the race is already an established system that they can more so plug into. Or so something why like. do we feel the need to judge other people for how they're living? Because we want to reinforce the way we're living. So I don't, like, everything I'm talking about is more like that applies to me but then that be from my perspective for myself and other people are going to have their own so that's why it's like me saying this but i think that everyone should have the right to make the mistakes if they want i don't think i should be like you have the compass wrong they're like i'm going even though you're telling me the compass is wrong i'm imagine if i i'm not going to stop them yeah but it how do we know it's a mistake at all yeah was that exactly how it was supposed to happen yes so it's just like, and that's why the surrendering to your nature. And I think there's... How does someone figure out what that is? Uh, do some psychedelics. Mm -hmm. Smoke that weed. Read some philosophy. Especially the dead people. There's some really good dead ones. 
Yeah, talk to me about that. It was funny. Um, we were hanging out again with these like young Costa Rican. Yeah, good head on the shoulders. Yeah, kids. two yeah, two dudes. Uh, the I think the young one Lou is really lucky to have an example in his yeah, brother yeah, yeah. that cares about personal development and yeah. you know wants to wants to take care of him, do well, go in the right direction together. Um, I was telling them they were like, yeah, what kind of books do you like to read? And then Ian was just sharing how he's he's tries his best to read only dead people. I, it's funny because I actually don't. But that's just the books well, that come into well, my. I just mean I'm yeah, not on doing Jordan's it. list. Like it's like Jordan Peterson's yeah, yeah, yeah. list. Like, all of I'm just yeah, no. I'm just I, like it's um, it happens to be there, but that's not the br- part. That wasn't the ticket. That wasn't the reason I bought the ticket. I bought the yeah, ticket. Like, I literally was just so following what I thought though. the best ideas, yeah. and then it just getting pushed in a certain direction. Yeah. Then, well, once you're there, it becomes yeah. so self evident. Yeah. Right? But like, it's for like, example, these guys I, yeah. are the best. Because <laughs> like, but like, for example, I listen to Jordan Peterson and and like Joe Spenza. Oh, like obviously we do, and it's just following where the like, where the information is that you're interested at this stage. It's like people are like, are yeah. you doing something selfish now? It's like yes, but that's now. Like things are, everything's going to change. All of it. None of it's going to stay the same. So it's like making, it's like, I think like making it on, making such fixed plans, just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it does, it's not within my nature. That's for sure. And whenever I do it, I'm, I'm not happy per se. And that, I'm not saying there isn't like, you start, like go deep into that. And I'm, that's why I'm doing all the meditation yeah. and slowing down. One of the analogies I really like is, Alan Watts is talking about, I think the world, the word he used was whirlpool. And he was like walking by this like creek every day. And every day you walk by the creek, you would see the same whirlpool would be like the water uh, pooling in and then draining down to like a a lower part in the creek. And he was saying every day you walk by that, that, that whirlpool, if anyone was to ask them if he knew what that whirlpool was, he said, yeah, it's over by that creek down there. But if you think about nature and you think about movement, and you think about energy, that whirlpool is never actually the same. It's never actually the exact same water moving the exact same motion, exact same place. So it's constantly in motion. He says, we're the same way. It's like, you could be, um, you know, a completely different person tomorrow than you are today and want to do something completely different. Like from moment to moment. Yeah. I had that very similar thought around like the water. So we're around outside in Costa Rica right now and we were just by a waterfall. And I remarked about how, yeah, if you could try and light it and get something, I couldn't do it. Couldn't get it close enough to my face, but we're by by a waterfall. And uh, I was remarking at looking at nature from the standpoint of the naked eye. I'm something that is extremely fixed, like these mountains and these rocks, by something that's so fluid, like the whirlpool, like Jonathan just mentioned. So, but then ironically, so is the, the rocks and the mountains and the trees and everything. They're part of the eco. They're moving just as much. It's literally just a level of magnification that the water is moving, contrasted by the rocks. But they, all, all of it's moving. It's all a living organism. We're all one continuous process with it all. Like, it's literally, you're all, like, all of it. I remember Alan was talking about, like, a beam in one of the shows he was performing in. He was just, it was lecturing and he said this wall right here this beam that's in the middle of the room if you see this this nut and had a design and he said if this was different then you wouldn't be how you are right now yeah it's like maybe there wouldn't be a like you turn into some foreign alien or something like Is that oh no might not turn into some foreign alien or something like that but like it couldn't be the same it couldn't be it's all exactly how it is i wrote down last night something along the lines of like um it wouldn't have happened the way it gone if everything didn't happen. Like, I know all of it. Like, if everything didn't happen, yeah, and that's it where wouldn't you, be this. And this is like the the realizing, like the get the great starting and end point because it's a fluid motion. Getting to the void. Like I think we need to come to terms with our past. We need to have be like from land, landmark calm. Like, we need to be complete with our past. I think because it's really hard. Even if you're back subscribed to the I'm, I'm going to get somewhere model, it's really hard to get somewhere when you have the arrows or the spears or the backpack and the, all the baggage of life weighing you down because the, the, we, we want to predict the future, but the whole point is that it's spontaneous and we can't predict it. And we're trying to pool, to, we're constantly projecting what's going to happen in the future based on the past, but it's not the same and it's going to change. 
Um, like, it's all gonna change, man. It's all gonna change, man. You good, man? Yeah. You good? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, no, good. Um, is there anything you need in order to get completion from this podcast? Uh, no, I'm good, dude. Yeah. Shit, we are we going to are we going to Porto Viejo on Friday? Friday. We're not a long place to get there. I'm just wondering if we could do the the first podcast this Friday. Oh, yeah, maybe. But yeah. So yeah, we get leave tomorrow morning shuttle. Night Shut in San Jose, cool. and then 11 a.m. on Friday, we yeah. head to Puerto Viejo. First things first, friends. though, we're getting a Casado. Getting a Casado, for sure. We're getting a Casado. We done? We met these this really cool uh, pair, this duo that are from Chile, um, Julio and um, Federico. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was good to see them today. Yeah. Shit. Good to see them. Hola, Fun times. Fun times. Hopefully, we'll see Federico in Colombia. Yeah. Gonna be there in Bogota. This is the this is uh, Raul Duke and Doctor Gonzo. How deep did we get into this? I have so, no like idea. an hour. An hour? Yeah, that's pretty good. Raul Duke, Doctor Gonzo, and as your time to warm up. <laughs> as your attorney, I highly recommend the pescado casado. I think I'm gonna go for the pollo casado. Let's and then go I'm gonna pollo. add the salsa, the pulled pork stuff, or that beef. Nice Good beef. Beef Getting and chicken. Stewed beef and chicken casados tonight. Soda artesana. Soda artesana, and uh, just. Doing our best out here. That's all we can do. Doing our best out here. Peace. All right. Get it.